We're now joined by Andrew Santarossa from Gapstead Wines up in the Alpine Valleys. Good morning to you, Andrew. Yeah, good morning, Andrew. Yeah, good morning, Nick. Simon, how are you both? Excellent. Going well, mate. Thank you. Um, now, um, we just thought we should uh, check back in with you and, um, and, and have a chat about can you just sort of know um, a little bit about what you're growing as far as varietals and, and some of the things you might, you're trying and, um, and some of the smaller plantings of stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um, look, we're located in the Alpine Valleys, as you know, um, sort of at the base of the, the high country, the ski fields. So we have a, a, a very special, um, you know, little part of the world for, for grape growing, you know, a history that sort of goes back um, to the mid-19th century, but really has only taken off in the last 20 to 30 years. Um, so keeping that in mind, you know, Gapstead Estate, Heart and Souls in the Alpine Valleys, that's where the winery is, that's where our magnificent cellar door and restaurant is. So we're really concentrating and focusing on what we would consider sort of some of the emerging varieties. Um, you know, people do know about them, but um, they haven't quite come into the mainstream. So, you know, Tempranillo, Saparavi, Albarino, Grand Mansang, um, to a lesser degree, uh, Prosecco and, and Pinot Gris. Keeping that in mind, we're still doing some of the classics um, to the highest level as well, you know, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir and, and Shiraz. Are you sourcing fruit, Andrew, from a different sort of um, um, patches or is it all coming from the estate and what sort of elevation are you, you based at? So the, the, the estate where the winery and the cellar door is, we've got an eight-hectare vineyard there. Um, we're, we're at, um, from the bottom uh, on the road, so the Great Alpine uh, Road runs past the property. We're at about 240 metres elevation and okay. it rises up to about 265. Okay. Um, we also lease another vineyard. We've got a long-term lease and so we run that vineyard um, and that's situated a bit further south. So... Combining those two, we, we have total control over about 20 hectares of vineyard, and then we use some long-term growers um, that we have a, uh, a long-term uh, relationship and are very collaborative in our approach to supplement our intake. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, um, it's, it must be quite a lot of fruit then when you, uh, when you bring all that in. Look, we're, we, you know, in terms of size is not everything, um, but we are one of the larger um, wineries in the region, um, and that's always a balance. Um, the, the focus since I've come on board the last two years is to um, really take the, the wines and the varieties that we're focusing on to the next level. Um, I've got a wonderfully engaged winemaking um, and seller team, as, as well as the rest of the team there. They've really um, bought into what we want to do um, with the wines. Um, that started with a a refresh of our packaging um, and, and really wants to showcase what we can do in the Alpine Valleys with Gapstead Estate um, and getting people to, you know, pick up the bottle to start with and then our, our wine making and our varieties and, and the quality of our wines uh, leading to a repeat purchase. Mm. It's a, it looks great. The packaging looks really great. I mean, the, the website really just does whet your appetite to, to come and visit so if anyone wants to have a look while we're, while we're having a chat, um, and please text in 0456 965 965 if you've got any questions. Um, so gapsteadestate.com.au uh, is, the, is the website. Um, it looks amazing, and the cellar door looks fantastic. Um, yeah, Deanne and the team there in the cellar door do a wonderful job. We've got the, the, the postcard view 
when you look out from our cellar door, um, we've now got the packaging and the wines that, that's going to reinforce um, what we're trying to achieve and, and, and really taking this um, unlimited potential or untapped potential that we have in the Alpine Valleys um, to a new to a new level, um, and that includes not only Gapstead Estate, but some of the other wineries within the Alpine Valleys that are doing an incredible job as well, like your, your Billy Buttons, your Mayfair, um, Mayford um, Feathertop, um, just to name a few, Michelini. Um, mm. So uh, there's a there's a real um, there's a wonderful pioneering spirit in that part of the world, mm. um, and I, I think you can see that with the the small amount of wineries there, and and the, and the fact that there's so much to do from a tourist point of view. Um, that Great Alpine Road um, is now a 12 months of the year. There, there's traffic. Um, you know, it's just not a winter playground. It's a summer playground as well. Um, fantastic summers um, that allow you to explore the, the the lovely Alpine country, the high country, and and that's that's where we um, are so excited as a as a team at Gapstead. Andrew, in terms of um, choosing alternative varietals for your, for your sites, how do you go about that process? And then, um, are you grafting over old, older stuff or putting just putting new plants in? Um, very good question. It's a combination of both. Um, the, the grafting over allows us to to get a, a, a crop in, um, obviously, and, and producing grapes earlier. Yep. But fundamentally, it doesn't change some of the um, mistakes that have, have been made um, with with such a young viticultural area. So for the majority of it, we are actually changing uh, row spacings, vine spacings, orientation, and ordering certain clones matched to certain rootstocks that mm. are going to really flourish in our area. So about 80% of what we're doing is a, a green field, go back to bare earth, mm. really get everything set from the start that will set us up for, for the next 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And, and that's really because a lot of the work that we're doing now, um, the, the next generation will benefit and that, that's that long-term thought process that you need in the wine industry um, mm. and, and that's where we, we find it really exciting. It is, it, it is exciting and, um, and we've spoken with Joe Marsh who you mentioned from Billy Button um, and yeah, the, very much the, um, the alternate varietals is, is a big focus for them. They've got 20 something different um, wines that they make um, from lots of different things. So, um, but it is, it's, it's great and uh, you know, you, are you open every day for, to visit like at the Salador and the, and the restaurant? We're open five days a week, um, so Thursday through to Monday, 10 till 5. Um, but we haven't gone back to seven days a week um, since reopening after COVID. Um, that will be a future um, discussion. We're almost at that point where we need to go back to seven days a week. But, but at the moment, it's five days a week, Thursday through to, through the, through the, through to Monday. Um, we, we do encourage that people book. Um, um, it's very disappointing if you turn up to our wonderful site and, and we're fully booked out and, and you can't get in. So mm. we do encourage everyone to book for a tasting and to, and to sit in our wonderful restaurant where um, we've got a wonderful head chef, Leon, um, and Deanne runs the cellar door team. They will be happy to um, you know, give you the wonderful country hospitality that we're known for. If you had to pick one of the varietals that you've um, you're sort of coming good with, Andrew, what what's what's the one that's really shining out for you 
in terms of A, a surprise maybe even, and B, um, just working really well in the region? Can I pick a white and a red? Can you, I be greedy? I'll give you, I'll give you two, two. We'll give you two picks. There you go. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. Um, look, Saparavi's really been the, um, in terms of a red, I, I, I've never worked with it before coming to, to Gapstead. Um, in terms of the highest quality uh, dry red wine and the highest quality sparkling red, um, Saparavi has really? blown me away. Um, I've, I've tasted back vintages. I'm, I'm tasting the fruit out in our vineyard because that's it's pretty much in front of my office um, and the winemaking office. And it, it it is such an exciting variety from... Um, walking the rows to seeing it during fermentation to seeing it aging and potential with both those wine styles so Saparavi um, definitely is 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 really got me excited and as you can tell I don't get excited very much um, and then I suppose from a from a white point of view ground man sang um, so yeah. there was, uh, it was it was a variety that we thought was uh, petite man sang um, and then there's been some uh, DNA testing and actually I only got it DNA tested um, recently um, when speaking to the other two winemakers in our team, Greg and Tony, and, and we just wanted to confirm what we were actually playing with because it does seem quite different to some of the other um, Grand Man Seng um, that we see in the Alpine Valley. So it, it's obviously a clonal variation, um, but that is such an interesting um, textural white, and, and we see that as having um, unlimited potential for us. So those two in particular. So <clears throat> for people who haven't, uh, like myself, haven't had a Grand Man Sang, what, how does it present similar to what that we would also know, what, what varietal? Um, so it's got the weight and I suppose the ability to take on winemaking influence like a Chardonnay. But it's got this unique varietal character that puts it somewhere in the Shannon Blanc, a riper Shannon Blanc, Viognier territory. Okay. Um, so it it allows, I think, lovely varietal inside expression um, from our estate vineyard, but it allows some really thoughtful um, winemaking. Um, and, and I think it's the blend of the two where you, you want to combine and have a, a, a guide on style and but still be representative of, of where it's grown and the variety that it is. That it is. And, and that's Grand Man Sang. Um, and, and that continues to um, surprise us every year. And similarly, the Separavi, um, I can't remember, is it Hungarian maybe? Um, where's it from? Georgian history. Georgian. So it was, yeah. So it was. Um, if you've if you've read the the book about um, Stalin Seller, um, Saparavi has uh, a Georgian history, um, a, a magnificent uh, Georgian history, and it's it's one of the time tourer varieties. So it's the um, it's it's got red pulp as well as the red skin. Mm, okay. um, so there's only uh, a handful of them, and when when you see it on the vine, um, the the colour. The colour that you see in the wine is, is very much representative of the grapes. You, you, when you, you taste the, the berries as they're maturing and there is this dye-like iridescent quality to the, the pulp as well as to the skin, um, it's one of the varieties that's got an amazing level of anthocyanins and, and tannins as well, but coupled with a very high natural acid for red wine. And so that combination of those three 
lends itself to a dry red that will have a, a, a longevity about it, but also to, to sparkling red production. Yeah, it's, um, that is a, well. So you get an incredibly dry sparkling, yeah. sparkling red out of that exercise. I, I suspect you do, and then it's uh, obviously the time that it, it it's maturing on leaves, and that dosage is very important because you're you're looking for balance with mm. a, a sparkling wine, regardless of its of its whether it's a, a traditional varieties or a carver base varieties or or what we do in Australia amazingly well with sparkling Shiraz and sparkling, um, I suppose, other sparkling red. Sparkling Saparavi um, is got all those attributes and I think more. Um, it's it, it really has the, the acid that you need for to be able to mature on lees and, and, and form that backbone that you require in, in high-end sparkling uh, reds, but also it's got the flavour and and, and tannin profile that actually lends itself to a drier style with dosage that gives balance. Sounds pretty good for Christmas. I would. <laughs> uh, it's, Christmas uh, lunch. It's, it should be high on everyone's list. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've got time to come up uh, and visit and do some tastings, uh, taste taste through the, the Grand Mansang and the and the Separavi and uh, and then all of the, the rest of the range. Um, so... Uh, if we remind everyone, it's Thursday through to sorry, cellar door Monday. is open. Thursday through to Monday. Thursday uh, to Monday. Yep. We clo- we're, yeah, we're closed on Tuesday, Wednesday at the moment, um, but that will probably be re- reviewed in the new year. Um, but that's where we've got to uh, yep. post COVID, um, and the, the team that we have on our on the hospitality side are a, a wonderfully engaged team, and they're very excited about what we're doing. Mm. From a viticulture, from a packaging, from a winemaking point of view, and um, I'm I'm really enjoying leading the team up there, um, who are passionate people in themselves. We we all love um, to enjoy the things we do. Um, I want passionate people involved in in what we're trying to achieve at, at Gapstead Estate, and um, it's wonderful to to have all of them uh, employed there. Mm. That it does. You can hear the passion, can't you, Nick? Absolutely. Um, if we want to come up for a weekend, is there much accommodation around, or where would we sort of base ourselves? Yeah, so there is wonderful accommodation options. Um, we're just south of, of Beechworth, so you've got that little hub there. Being one of the five regions within the the northeast um, of Victoria, everything is relatively close, so you can base yourself either south of us at at Myrtleford. Um, or north in Beechworth, you've, you've got Millowa, um, the wonderful little place mm. in, in the King Valley in Wangaratta. So as, as much as um, there's five wine regions sort of in this northeast, um, and just a bit of a shout-out, the, the northeast wine challenge is, is being judged this week. Um, I'm not sure if Joe mentioned it, um, but she's been a, a, a wonderful organiser of that, and, and that's running on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week, which is a real highlight to the five regions within the northeast. So you've got the Alpine Valleys, Beechworth, King Valley, Glen Rowan and Rutherglen. And it's a, it's a wonderful, um, we've got that show up and running now after a, a couple of years um, not being run uh, mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. So it's wonderful to showcase those five wine regions within the northeast. But there, there's, there's lots of options um, of accommodation, these wonderful little towns um, that have grown, um, that have popped up over the last sort of 150 years that have been based on agriculture, tobacco farming, um, 
now that they've moved into other areas um, such as the wine industry. So it's a wonderful, vibrant part of the world. Mm, sounds like it. Um, and about three hours away from Melbourne. Yeah, if you, if you uh, allocate sort of three and a half hours, you'll you'll have a wonderful drive um, to the northeast um, out of Melbourne, and um, you'll see why um, people in the high country speak so high of it. Um, mm. And and uh, no pun intended. Um, and and talk about you know just uh, I think tourism northeast um, is a, is an organisation that's promoting the area. As a, as a playground 12 months of the year, and I think the wine industry can play a wonderful part in there with the, the cellar door and the wines that we're doing as part of that tourism experience and, and really showcasing um, the unique aspects of our regions. Mm. There's so many options. It's, um, <clears throat> you know, those, all those things you just mentioned and, the, and the, the differences and similarities at the same time between all the areas. So, uh, that, you know, again, the King Valley and lots of those sort of, they were pioneering a lot of the sort of the, the alternative varietals many years ago, and and they you know you take it to the next step um, by introducing a whole lot of other new stuff. Yeah, and it, it's a wonderful collaboration between a lot of the regions. Um, you know, you yes, you you are to a certain ex- extent you know competing for shelf space, but it doesn't stop the fact that you want to talk and make sure that everyone's you know improving the breed so to speak you know you want to be benchmarking yourself against other wineries and and you want wineries to be doing well because it pulls everyone along mm. and, and i think that's a wonderful part of the australian wine industry um and and i've been i've been a beneficiary of it you know the generosity of people's time and and um, experiences as well as now i'm also at a point where i'm able to give back um, to the next generation coming through, and also to my peers, and and that's that generosity of spirit um, within it, within the northeast is um, you know is something to be proud of, and and I'm very happy to be part of it. Yeah, it sounds sounds unreal, um, Andrew. Well done, and um, we look forward to to getting up there and, and having a look at a few of your wines and uh, and checking out the the you know the food and the, the Salador experience and. Um, Thanks for your time on a Sunday and uh, enjoy the rest of it, hey? Yeah, thank you very much Good. for, for uh, phoning me in. I've just pulled over on the side of the road. I'm out in some vineyards this morning, um, just catching up on a few vineyard visits. I've uh, spoken to two growers already and, and enjoyed uh, two wonderful espressos. So uh, <laughs> the morning's got off to a great start to me and I'll, I've got another one or two vineyards to visit. But um, thanks for taking the time out. Um, to give me a call and, and wonderful to chat to both of you. We're yeah. very jealous. Uh, yes. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much. Cheers, Andrew. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.